Welcome to Modern Motherhood, where you're required to be everything to everyone all the time. We wouldn't have it any other way, but let's be honest, it's hard work. So let's talk about it, all of it, in the raw with no filter. Come and be a fly on the wall as you listen in on a chat between friends, as each week welcomes a new guest and a new topic to delve deeper around the ins and outs of not only motherhood, but life in general. The ups, the downs, the struggles, the highlights, the reality. Because the reality is, you're not alone. We're all in this together. You're listening to Mummy Republic. Welcome to the whirlwind. lovely and welcome back to another episode of the Mummy Republic podcast. I'm your host Danny, and I cannot wait to get started today. I'm so excited that you're joining me but before I do I want to give a quick shout out to the beautiful Sandra Gorbani who left me a lovely five-star review and comment over on the iTunes podcast app. She says heartfelt and real. No matter how perfect you think someone else's life is we all have our silent struggles In her podcast, Danny pulls back the curtain on some of the best-kept secrets, the most personal trials. With empathy and understanding, she opens the door to a community of mums who know that sometimes you need a friend, sometimes you need a hand, and sometimes you just need to know that you're not alone on this rollercoaster ride that is motherhood. Well done, Danny. Can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much, lovely. I really appreciate your kind words. That is the exact thing that I want to do here is open up conversations and ensure that everyone can find that strength in vulnerability because the hardest part of going through something is thinking that you're going through it alone or that you're the only one. So sometimes that comfort is really all that you need. So thank you again. If you would like to do the same, you can jump on over to the iTunes podcast app, leave a rating and a review. I know that I stress this all the time, but it actually makes such a huge difference to the podcast being seen. So if you enjoy listening to the episodes, please make sure that you take the time to do so. I would be very, very grateful. Now, today's guest is one who you may know. We talk a lot about co-parenting and single motherhood. And to be honest with you, we went down a couple of rabbit holes that I don't think either of us expected to, but... It's great conversation and there's some great advice in here. So how about we just get started? Today's mama started as a beauty blogger and shared her evolution into motherhood and then solo parenting. She's an advocate for self-love and body positivity and I can't wait to share with you her story. Welcome to the wonderful Tahana Lee. How Hello, are beautiful. You? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here today. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You look a little bit nervous now. I am a little nervous. Are you? <laughs> it's my first podcast. Yay. I'm so happy to have popped your cherry just quietly. (laughs) Now, look, there's a lot of things that we could discuss today uh, because you're very open and honest about a lot of different topics that I think women would resonate a lot with. But I really want to focus on your co-parenting arrangement because I think it's something that you and Achilles' dad do really well. So let's start from the beginning. What was your relationship like with his dad when he was born? Um, When Achilles was born, our relationship was great. Um, 
we were long distance to start with and um, once I fell pregnant he moved um, to Brisbane and yeah we had a really great relationship and probably the first six months of Achilles life life was amazing Um, he was such a hands-on dad loved helping would always want to carry him would want to do everything I'm sure if he could have breastfed him he would have like <laughs> life was just wonderful for the first maybe six to eight months mm-hmm. yeah and then what changed I don't really know what changed I think the stress really just got to us both um I went back to work full-time when Achilles was four months old um, which was really hard for me and I think just the stress of work, the relationship, the parenting, money, you know, trying to keep up with everything in life. And I think we were both just so caught up in ourselves and what we were going through. We forgot about each other. Yeah. Um, Like I would have had no clue what was going on in his mind and his life. And same with me. He would have no idea what was going on in my life. We didn't make time to talk. We didn't go on a date until Achilles was 15 months old and we split up when Achilles was 16 months old. So it was too late by then. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really great point because I think a lot of people underestimate just how hard the first 12 months is. And it's not easy because it's a transition for both of you, particularly if you've neither had children before. Yeah, it was really difficult. And... um, I think more difficult for Achilles' dad, and I don't want to speak for him, but, I mean, he had been medically discharged from the army. He had moved away from his family, who was in Townsville, and had no family here in Brisbane, also no friends, um, and was, you know, finding his way in a new industry. So there was a lot of pressure on him, a lot of pressure on me to go back to work and sort of earn most of the money for our family. So we were both under a lot of pressure, and we just did not make the time for each other we weren't a team we yeah did you feel that at the time or is that something upon reflection I definitely felt that at the time yeah but I don't remember making the effort Mm -hmm. to change that and I don't know why and he didn't either um but yeah we were just like two individuals sort of like living in the same house we were like housemates yeah with yeah. this new little person who yeah. demands everything from you. When did you know that it was over? Well before it was. Really? Well before it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we went on a trip to Townsville to spend time with Ben's family. And that was in December 2017. No, sorry. December 2016. And... You know, I thought this is going to be great. This is, an, you know, a chance. We've got his whole family there who can look after Achilles. We can go out, you know, and have some alone time. We didn't. He wasn't interested. Mm. And that's when I sort of thought to myself, this isn't going any further. But I think when you want that happy family so bad you hold on to it for as long as you can and I held on well we held on for another seven months after that but yeah that's when I knew that it was over when he kind of had no desire to spend time with me alone outside Mm. of anything else I think you can feel it too it's just a sense of this is this is broken and it's probably Mm. not something we can repair but that mentality of 
you know, we've got the child and we've we've got this partnership and we could be amazing, but sometimes the reality is a little bit different to those ideas. Who initiated when it came to the co-parenting arrangement? So obviously you decided to separate. Who was the one who said, all right, this is what it's going to look like? I don't really remember. The, the 50-50 kind of fell in place naturally. For the first year, it was very different. Um, for the first year, I had Achilles 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben's work didn't really allow him to have Achilles during the week. Um, and also at the time, we lived quite a distance away from each other, about half an hour drive. And um, Achilles' dad only has a motorbike. He doesn't have a car. So for the first year, um, Achilles would spend Sundays with his dad. Mm -hmm. Um, But after a year, um, he got a new job and was able – and obviously I lived in the same suburb. So we now actually live less than a kilometer away from each other, which makes life super easy. Yeah. so we decided to do the 50-50 and we didn't ever want to do week on week off because I think that that's just too much time away from either one of us. Since we live so close, um, we decided on 2-2-3. So two nights with me, two nights with dad, two, uh, three nights with me. Mm-hmm. And so And then we swap. So we each get a full three-day weekend with him. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. How did you find the shift from 95% to 50 50 because I personally have only ever done I would say 90% Peyton's with her dad every second weekend and it's you get used to that like that's what you mold your life around and then to have him gone for 50% of the time how was that to be honest it was a relief yeah like that 95% of the time during the hardest time Mm -hmm. of toddlerhood Mm -hmm. was really tough it was really tough I didn't have a life my health was the last thing on my mind my fitness pretty much anything in my life was you know impossible to do so to have you know two nights during the week where I could go to the gym and do whatever I want and sit in peace and quiet and catch up on my housework and not have to be both parents at one time it was a relief yeah yeah I think that's the reality of it too is people don't understand as much as it's a catch-22 because you miss them when they're gone because they're your whole world but having that opportunity to breathe is so undervalued absolutely yeah it is and I'll be honest like whilst it was a relief I did feel the loneliness for probably the first six months Mm -hmm. the the sitting by yourself at nighttime which I absolutely enjoy now but for the first six months it's so lonely and Mm -hmm. I found myself you know in tears a lot of the time going this is my life I'm literally alone Mm -hmm. whereas now I'm like where's my solitude at like I love it (laughs) living for it I love that did you find it difficult to process the loss of your relationship when you were so busy raising this child 95% of the time alone? Yeah, it was hard. Um, it wasn't, you know, a huge transition when he left because um, our schedule sort of meant that I was doing most of it anyway Mm -hmm. um he finished later than I did so I would get home and and do everything and then he would get home and and head off to the gym and then 
you know, when he come home, everything was done and it was just sort of bedtime. Mm -hmm. So like life didn't change. I didn't find, you know, that much was different other than he wasn't coming home. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it wasn't a huge adjustment, but I mean, if I'm completely honest, I waited by the door for him to come home for the next three months, hoping that, you know, he would come home. Achilles dad. Yeah. Why is that? I just felt like, you know, once it ends, you feel like maybe we could have done more. Yeah. And I, we could have absolutely 100% because we didn't do anything Mm. like, you know, and once you've had that break, you're like, wow. Okay. So what if we did this? And what if we did that? And you, you have this calmness where you reflect on everything and you're like, wow, like there's so much more that we could have done. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, particularly when it comes to relationships. Do you still feel like that? Sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Is that because of you wanting a relationship with him or is it because you still have that part of you that's holding on to that wonderful little family that you could have had? Yeah, I think it's definitely the family thing. Like there are periods where I think that I'm still in love with him, but... Mm. And he knows that. I can be completely open with that. Yep. I am quite open with my feelings. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he'll listen just quietly, but, you know, if he is. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think I'm still in love with him, but I think it is the idea of the family. Like, we spend a lot of time together lately, and it's so happy and so relaxed, and we just have the best time. We laugh, and we're just silly, and it's like okay, well, what if it was this, but we were just together, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, it it might not be. Yeah. So I definitely think it is holding on to that. Well, what if we were that family? And it's just that I think holding on to the, should we give it another shot or -hmm. should we not? Do you think he's still in love with you? I honestly, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Do you think you will give it another shot? Today, my answer is no. <laughs> you know, two weeks ago, two weeks. <laughs> I would have yeah. said, yeah, I think, I think we will. But yeah. today, it's no, I don't think we will. So how do you navigate that if you're in this sort of constant limbo of we're separated and we're living our own lives and we're doing our own things, but then there's a part of us that thinks that maybe we'll reconnect? How do you manage that? I don't think I do. I, I think I just live in the moment and you know this week it's a no and well that's fine I'm happy with my life I don't you know need that relationship although you know it would be great to give it another shot and see where it goes but like it's my life is okay without that so Mm. kind of just accept it and move on like it's been you know two and a bit years now and we've kind of been in that limbo for two and a bit years. So it's quite easy for me to just go, oh, today's a no. All right, well, yeah, you know. You're yeah. used to living in that uncertainty. Yeah. Do you think it actually hinders your ability to meet other people? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't think so, maybe. Yeah. I haven't met anyone since, you know, in the last two years. Mm. So... Maybe that's something I need to ask myself. <laughs> really didn't expect it to go in this direction, but I'm loving it just quietly. It's interesting though, we were talking before about how difficult it is it is to meet someone. You know, it's really hard and particularly when you're at the stage where you don't want to muck around. It's not like you're finding someone to marry, but you want someone who's going to, 
you know, be up to the standards of what you want and something for your child. And, and it is really hard. Um, how I know that he has dated people in the past. How has that impacted your co-parenting relationship? It didn't affect our co-parenting relationship, but it affected our friendship. Okay. Yeah. So his last relationship, um, which lasted about 18 months, I think, we didn't speak outside of co-parenting for that entire 18 months. That was hard at first, but mm. again, you just accept it and you move on and you'd be happy with life. Yeah. Um, I would find it very difficult for that to then happen again now. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that his next relationship, should that should he have one and should it not be with me, that you know they're more accepting of the fact that you know we have a child together and we need to have a relationship as well. Yeah. Like it just makes the atmosphere and everyone's life so much easier when everyone can, you know, be freely themselves and be happy. Yeah. How does Achilles relate to a new person coming into the mix? The first relationship. So we always said that we would wait a certain amount of time before introducing him to any new partner. Yeah. Um, so that sort of went out the window with, Um, his dad's first relationship and he was introduced quite early um I think it's it's something that whilst I have my views on it he might have different views I personally wouldn't have done that so soon but Mm. I mean Achilles is great he's friends with everyone he loves everyone like he is a people person he's always going to love being around people and she, in my opinion, was lovely and he loved her. Yeah. Um, so I guess the thing is, like, if, an, you know, if there is another relationship, do we do that differently? Yeah. How did you feel with another woman stepping into his life? And even though she's not his mum, sort of taking on that pseudo role in a sense. Yeah. I honestly don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I see it as bonus love for my child you know that's just one extra person loving him which I am all for yeah I love that I think it's a really important mentality someone said to me once that you know a step parent is not there to take your place but it's there to protect your child and to love them just that little bit extra and I think if you could keep that mentality then there's no competition or there's no hatred or anything like that absolutely because the alternative is hatred and jealousy and I am just not about that life I refuse to let my child's relationship with someone else make me a bitter and angry person. Like I just, I've never understood that mentality between like, you know, between the mother and, and the stepmom or the other girlfriend. Like it is okay to just all get along and all be happy. Mm. It's much easier that way, you know? And I think when you move on from a relationship, you leave that relationship in the past, you know, there's no longer, you know, apart from in your situation where there's maybe a bit of limbo, but if he's in another relationship, then that's him moving on. So this is your new normal. And I think it needs to be for your child as well. Do you ever have any resentment for his dad for what happened? I wouldn't say resentment. No. I mean, you know, we were both in that relationship and Mm. I think we both failed it. We both failed it. It wasn't one person or the other, you know, no matter what, happened we both did nothing to save it 
What would you do differently? I, I guess if I could go back, but it, it's hard to say because you couldn't do it differently because the person I am now is not the person I was mm-hmm. three years ago when yeah. all of this was happening. I was weak. I was depressed. I was completely out of control of any of my emotions. You know, I had no confidence in myself. I was absolutely sleep deprived. You can't go back and say, I would have done this differently because literally physically, mentally, I couldn't, I couldn't have. Yep. And I guess the same for him. I think it's really powerful to acknowledge that though, because I think a lot of times we, it's like before, when you said about three months later, you sit and you reflect and go, well, we possibly could have done this. But the reality is, yes, you could have, but you didn't. And there was potentially reasons for that. And that's why you're at this outcome. What is your headspace like now? Because I know it's very different and you've done a lot of work on yourself to get here. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. My headspace now, I guess, compared to when I was in that relationship is completely different. I honestly feel like a a different woman to who I was back then. Um, you know, I have self-confidence. I absolutely know who I am and what I want. Um, I expect more from the people in my life. So in any relationship, friendships, love, family, I expect more of, of those people mm-hmm. in my life. You know, I don't, I'm not a pushover anymore if that's, yeah. you know, an easy way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I stand up for myself and what I want. Do you think going through this experience of becoming a single mother has driven you to that? 100%. I don't, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't gone through all of that. I wouldn't have an Instagram dedicated to self-love and body positivity if I didn't go through all of that. It's amazing how much it changes you as a person. And I think a lot of people underestimate that and probably underestimate the amount of strength it takes to go through something like being a single parent it's very undervalued I feel what changes did you make or how did you get to that point because you know if somebody is when you initially go through that stage it's really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel to know that it's going to be okay what steps did you take I agree it's so hard and I I think spending maybe six months in darkness feeling like I couldn't see the light was kind of what triggered a change I was just I was sick of the darkness and it was either give in to the darkness or come out into the light myself and that step is so hard Mm. but it's just sort of doing little things each day getting outside talking to myself a little bit differently you know you kind of got to be your own best friend for a while to get through this because it's sort of so personal that you don't really want to share how you're feeling with anyone, Mm. even your best friend. You kind of want to go through this alone. And that's why you've got to yeah, be your own best friend. You've got to talk to yourself, help yourself, look after yourself. You know, you've got to be that person that you need. You have to be that person. You can't sort of expect anyone else to be that person for you. So I just stood up one day and decided to be that person. I love that. I love that. And you're obviously in a really good headspace now. What are some things that you do to maintain that? Because, you know, life gets in the way or you've got this limbo with Achilles' dad. How do you keep on that mindset path? It's something that it's everyday steps, whether it's journaling, 
gratitude, you know, explaining to yourself or the universe what you're grateful for every single day. You know, you may feel like you don't have what you want yet, but look around, like how much do we have to be mm-hmm. thankful for? Yeah. Um, getting outside is a huge thing. Spending time in the sun for me, going to the beach all the time as much as I can. Just doing things that you love and that makes you happy. And, you know, whether that's just going to get a coffee or taking yourself on a weekend away, like literally anything that will help, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see a coach. Um, she's a life coach and she's also um, a energy healer. So that really helped mm-hmm. me as well, sort of got rid of all that negativity and just we're now focusing on the positives is that similar to reiki or what sort of healing does she do um it's like it's medit it's through meditation okay so yeah yeah and did you see a psychologist at all through this process i did i saw one and after that session i wanted to end my life oh my goodness yeah why i don't know i I think it was just getting everything out of my head onto the table with someone who I didn't really feel was the right person mm. to have that information. I, she didn't take it how I would have expected a psychologist to take it. And that also was quite heavy for me. Mm. You know, I've just given my whole heart, soul and hurt to this woman who didn't, make an effort to help in any way Mm -hmm. and I just felt like well if this can't help me like what can and so I decided never to go to a psychologist Mm -hmm. again that was not the right thing for me Mm -hmm. um and yeah I actually met my coach at a business event of all places so you know the universe brought me exactly what I needed Mm -hmm. and that changed my life Amazing. I think that is so amazing. And we've actually touched on this before in the podcast in that, you know, if you want to reach out for help to someone, it doesn't, it's not always going to be in the traditional ways. You know, psychologists, if you find the right one can work amazingly for some people, other people, it's, you know, a life coach or Reiki or spirituality or meditation or whatever it is. So I think it's important not to pigeonhole. Moving back to now your co-parenting relationship, You've been through obviously this massive transition within yourself and within your relationship with Achilles' dad. What advice would you have for somebody who's in the process of trying to manage a co-parenting relationship? I think my biggest piece of advice and it's sort of what I gave to myself, you know, no matter what's going on with Achilles' dad and me, you know, between us, like that ends when it comes to our son, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't see him as my ex-partner. I see him as my son's father. And I I think addressing each other as that is, you know, the start of the respect that you need to have for each other. Um, respect is so important in these sort of relationships in order to make them successful. And I think you've got to realize this is a relationship and it takes work mm-hmm. and it takes the same sort of things in a normal loving relationships to be successful, like respect, communication, trust. You've got to build all those things back up in a different way with each other. And it's hard, but yeah. you've, you know, like any relationship it takes work. Absolutely. You've just got to get there. Yeah. 
And it's an evolution as well, like any relationship. You know, the child gets older, their needs change. You know, you change. There might be additional partners or whatever involved. So it is. It's definitely an evolution. What advice would you have for any fellow single mothers? I think just focus on on you. Mm. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in focusing on everyone else, on the children, on what the you know, the father of your children is doing on what everyone else is doing. Just take the time to be with yourself and figure out what it is that you want to do with your life. You know, set some goals, you know, inspire yourself, follow inspiring people on Instagram, you know, build a Pinterest board with things that make you happy. Just take time to be you instead of trying to be all of these things that you know you think you need to be because really all you need to be is the happiest version of yourself and then everyone around you is okay I love that and especially for your children I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when you are a single parent to be this amazing parent because that's your focus but your child just wants to see you happy whatever that looks like yeah that's right and they're so much more intuitive than we give them credit for it's terrifying absolutely (laughs) now one of the things that I am really passionate about is making sure that you do take time for yourself and that sort of leads in from what we just discussed and I like to call it the me before mummy, that part of you that reconnects with the person before you had children. So what does that look like for Tahana? What was pre-Tahana's focus and how do you reconnect with her? Oh my goodness, what a question. <laughs> um, Pre-Achilles Tahana, I think the thing for me, that's the gym. Yeah. Pre-Achilles, I was strong. I was badass. I was a like powerlifting and I think just being in the gym allows me to reconnect with that that person who's so passionate about health and fitness. Yep. And I'm still finding the balance between me now and me then and what that sort of looks like. But I think I've got into a, an, a really good routine with my health and fitness and I like where I'm at now. But yeah, definitely that is how I maintain some of me there. I love that. And I have seen your Instagram stories at F45, so I would definitely still consider you badass. I'm pretty sure you were there before you came here. I did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much to the beautiful Tahana for joining us. I think that you are such an amazing advocate when it comes to single parenting and co-parenting and self-love and really making sure that you embrace that journey. And it's tough, you know, when you're a single parent or when you're having to co-parent with someone when the relationship's over, regardless of your situation, it can be really difficult. So thank you so much for your advice and your beautiful words. And we really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I am so proud of Tahana for being so open and honest in that conversation. Um, Even though we went in a couple of different directions, I don't think either of us expected it to. It's something that's really personal to talk about, particularly when it involves another person and your child. Uh, But I think it's really important to draw attention to good co-parenting practices because regardless of what you've been through with your ex-partner, they are still your child's father or mother and it is important to try and foster that relationship to the very best that you can even though at times it can be quite challenging. Now there are a few things that I took away from today's conversation and firstly the first 12 months of parenting can be very different for both parties so it's important to be mindful of your relationship and keep communication lines open. 
Now, I'm certainly not saying that it's always the case where you could have stayed together or things could have been different because as you would have heard from the conversation, you can never look back in that type of reflection. However, a lot of couples do struggle in the first 12 months, so it is important to be conscious of this time. Now, when it does come to separating from a partner, particularly when it's a child's father or mother, it can be easy to hold on to the idea of someone or something instead of the reality. It's also not abnormal to feel like you're in a bit of limbo when it comes to separating from someone, feeling unsure of whether you've made the right decision or whether it's in everyone's best interest, but it's important to be mindful of what you need and you want and whether that relationship will serve that for both yourself and your children. Now, when it comes time to move on, it's important to also embrace where you can any type of step-parent relationship and see it as an extra opportunity for love for your child. The thing is, it is okay for everybody to get along. In fact, it makes things a great deal easier. Now, it's not always the case, but where you can, try and foster that relationship. When it comes to how you're feeling yourself, it's important to find your own way to process your feelings and get into a healthy mindset, whether that's seeking professional help, leaning on yourself, or alternative therapies, or even just catching up with coffee with friends and venting, whatever it is that works for you. It's important to see co-parenting as a relationship and know that it takes work and it's an evolution from both of you. Now, as for the single parents, there's a lot of value that I think you could have got out of Tahana's words around self-love and her own journey, but it's important to make sure that you're taking time for you and don't be afraid to focus on yourself instead of everyone else. When you're left with the burden of responsibility when it comes to a child, financially, emotionally, it can be really taxing and it can be so easy to always take on that responsibility, but you need to make sure that you're conscious of looking after yourself as well. Now, if you would like to follow more of Tahana's journey, you can find her over on Instagram at Tahana Lee, and I will put all of her details in the show notes. Now, before I wrap up today, I want to give a quick shout out to username at Leah Charters, who tagged me in an Insta story where she was going shopping all on her own. She said, it's nice to be able to take some time in the change room instead of having to rush out with my hands full. Good on you, girlfriend. It is such an important thing to do to reconnect with those things that you loved doing pre-children. I know that fashion and shopping was a big thing for me, um, and it still is really so it's important to reconnect with that where you can. If you would like to do the same, you can tag myself at Mummy Republic and use the hashtag the me before mummy to show other mamas what it is that you do to reconnect with yourself or demonstrate some self-care. But in the meantime, remember to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. Thank you again so much for joining me. I cannot wait to share more stories with you. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you click on that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Thanks again. Lots of love and I'll see you next week.